You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I am your host, the amazing jorts man, Rudo himself, <laughs> joined by Blaze Hunter and AJ Haefeli. the worst superhero ever. <laughs> jorts man. I tell you what's, what. What's your superpower? Protector of thighs. And <laughs> the thigh rub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, the Jorts did it tonight, all right? Yeah. They were 0-0-1. Now they are 1-0-1. The Avs defeat the St. Louis Blues 2-1 in an absolute slog of a hockey game that the only <laughs> way I can continue to talk about it is if we take these shots. So, oh, let's go. We're yeah, doing we're this. Doing this. Let's go. Some some Uller with Dr. How are you guys drinking this? Straight? Fish? Fish with yeah, it? Yeah, you got you oh. always eat the worm. Alright, let's go. <coughs> oh god. Listerine, baby. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's exactly the face you take after you take that. It's awful. Vibes immaculate at the DNVR <laughs> bar right now. Despite the faces we're making. <laughs> Blink 182 going on in the background. Very appreciated. We love you, DNVR Bar. Uh, this was not a good hockey game. <laughs> oh, that was not a good shot. <laughs> fair is fair. Ruined my whole day. <laughs> oh man, it looked it looked like it was going to be a good hockey game from the start. Did it? No, a little bit. Well, it did no, not. with Max goal. You, you lie. thought that they were gonna? No, you thought the Avs were gonna start rolling on him. You lie. No, <laughs> no, you thought you they had him. The Blues looked like they were uh, gonna bend over. Well, not a little bit. I guess at the beginning the Blues kind of controlled the play. Then Mac came down, put that goal in. Looked like it was gonna start going the Avs way, and then it just turned into a crazy, crazy even, game. Even even then though, like the game was sloppy from minute one, and it never stopped being sloppy on either side <laughs> of the puck. And Mac's goal is like, I I. Honest to God, 20 seconds before Max goal, I, I turned to AJ and uh, and Blaze and said, this game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and Mac rolls down and scores. And, like, it's great. But you even look at that goal, and it's like, Vili Huso got beat short side over the shoulder. This is not, this is not a great goal to give up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't a great goal to give up. If you're a Blues fan. It was a fantastic goal to give up. <laughs> it was fine. What's the problem here? No, I honestly, um, I liked it, man. I enjoyed it. It was a different style of game. And I 
one of the things that I really want from this regular season. That light is really bright. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I really, I really want them to figure out, and what they've done a great job of is finding a comfort zone in different types of games. Yeah, and they have not played. Look, for a while they were playing this game all the time. <laughs> yep. They were playing one nothing, one one hockey in the third period for a while, and then they just started smoking everyone. Yeah. And it got me, and that third period against Vegas got me, I don't want to say nervous, but it was like, I think that was a good reminder to them of what desperation on the other side looks like, what it can do to them, and a viable opponent that that pushes hard in the third period and doesn't let them just walk all over them. Because like, <laughs> Arizona Coyotes have, presi- have provided almost no resistance this year. <laughs> They've gotten a couple of points that they are absolutely thrilled about having. That put because them, they didn't belong they didn't yeah, belong in any of those games. Put them ahead of St. Louis is what those couple <laughs> of points and, do. Well, and, and, and I mean, the, the Anaheim games, you look at uh, close games, but like, uh, you know, clearly a much better team yeah, on, really on one side of the ice. Yeah. yeah, even the last two L.A. games, and L.A. has been like their Achilles heel for a while. Yeah. And those last two games in Denver, the, the Avs... It wasn't even close. Like, they've just been beating up everyone that they rolled into face, except Vegas, and they even smoked Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, in game one. Yeah. And and then they were, they were like, this close to breaking open the second game and running away with it, too. <laughs> and that third period against Vegas, and then, you know, kind of the overtime was just kind of like, wow, what can you do, right? Uh, but, that, but that third period where they got, they got beat up a little bit, I was curious how they would come out in a third period that was really close. Because even though even though the game last night, you know, was 3-2 the entire third period, the Avs dominated yeah, play no. outside of it took it took St. Louis getting a power play for them to get any momentum yeah. whatsoever. Well, yeah. last night too, the Avs were kind of ramping it up in the third period, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, and- they they Dominated yeah. the third period outside and, of the power play, and this game was a little bit different because it was like it was more shot heavy at the beginning, and as the game went on, it started tightening down a little bit. Well, and what really I think the the Blues did is that they did what they do; they just weren't winning. Yeah, like they played it like they were up two to one, where they were like, "We're not going to give up another goal. We're going to pack this in." But they needed. We're gonna goal, we're gonna legitimately keep everything to the outside and yeah. like. It's funny because a lot of people will say that a lot of times, like, "Oh, they did a great job of keeping them to the perimeter and not giving up quality." Well, in the third period, St. Louis did a good job. There wasn't a ton of really high quality stuff. No. And to, to be honest with you, this conversation is totally irrelevant. Billy Huso doesn't play a great game overall. He did. He yeah. outplayed Bennington. Jordan Bennington in the other <laughs> yeah. night. Yeah. yeah, they should have gave him the six by six. Yeah, <laughs> they still have time. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, but they. What I what I found really impressive about the about the win is that this is their B minus game against a desperate yeah. team. They're both tired. But this really drove home the value of Philip Grubauer. Yep. They play a different kind of game in, in front, front of Ruby. Yeah, and, you know, some of that is confidence and familiarity and all those things that yeah. you develop over time. You know, with, with another, with a backup goaltender, with Johansson, whether it be him or someone else, you know, maybe that develops in the second half of the season. But maybe, we'll see. But, like, it's very obvious that they are comfortable making a mistake in front of Philip Grubauer. Yeah, they yeah. trust him to that, bail him out. That yeah. desperation, oh, my God, I screwed something up. It's just not It's just not there the same way. And Grubauer, just as calm and cool as ever. And oh, I think I that I wrote this in, in a piece uh, about a, three or four games ago. But I, <laughs> God. I think that the combination of... I think the combination of Jared Bednar and Philip Grubauer is the perfect DNA. Bread and butter kind stuff of there, at the yeah. top, you know, <laughs> having the conversation and then on the ice as the back line is the perfect combination of cool, calm, and collected. Just very even keeled all the time. And it keeps the team. 
which we've seen in recent years, even with Bednar at the helm, the team has been very up and down. Yeah. Very emotionally driven. And some of that was youth yep. now that they're a little bit older. But I think now that Grubauer's found his rhythm and that they have found a confidence in him that they didn't necessarily have all the time with it in his Colorado tenure. I, th- I think that this is, this is one of their most impressive wins in this huge streak. Just, the desperation of St. Louis, the style of St. Louis, the yeah. reputation, the, the way that they want it, the way that it would not everything is going your way. You know, you you blow a five on three, and even then, like some of the like the five on three that they blow is kind of odd because there are multiple <laughs> stoppages while Puck is still in play. Yeah, uh, that sort of ruin the flow of it. The penalty that wasn't a penalty. Yeah, right. Like they stop <laughs> they stop play to call a penalty, and then. The other officials were like, bro. He just that fell. Was, that wasn't a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> no. Guy was, no. Guy was six feet away from him when he fell down. <laughs> so I just, um, I'm, I'm. I, I think it's impressive, too. And look, the Avs are on a 14-game point streak. And to 12-0 and 2. 12 Oh, even two. even had you asked either one of us a month ago when they were losing three to two to Arizona and they were out shooting them by twenty five shots. Yep. And had you asked either one of us and been like, "What's your best case scenario for the next month?" This was not. It's on not twelve zero and two. Obviously, your answer is win all the games, but it's not a realistic the, best case scenario. The realist yeah. oh, answer whoops, is. is like ten and. Th- Four, maybe ten, three and one, something like that. It would have been but, like in, in, even maybe like twelve and two, right? <laughs> with like real losses, yeah. losses. Yeah. But as it is, this is just. Well, AJ, you hit on something, and like you know, the Avs obviously are at their best when they're playing in that flow game, right? Like they yeah. are awesome when they are in the flow. It's like that's when you see those scores where they're scoring eight goals. This game didn't have any flow at all, yeah. and it was a muck up game. You know, it was a lot of pucks in the corner grinding it out and they found a way to win it and like you said like they you know the blues shut it down didn't let anything come into the middle of the ice and how did they score that last goal it was a shot from the point an outside yeah. shot right got a lucky little just throw it on deflection net. and throw it on yeah. net take the goaltender's eyes away and just see how it goes yeah. i mean that, that's big Knowing how to win in different styles of hockey is going to be it's, big when they start going deeper into the I, year. And, and right. Because you're going to play different teams yeah. that play different styles. Right now, they would play Arizona, whose style is to get destroyed by Colorado. Well, that's but in the in in the second <laughs> right. round, that's the you thing. get Vegas or Minnesota, who's going to play a very different you, game. Yeah. I, and yeah. then in subsequent rounds, you don't you're not going to play no in what you're going to be playing. Yeah. I, and so for them to, and especially the Blues, because the Blues are held up as the gold standard of this type of play. Yeah. They are promoted and held up as this is the team to beat that plays this style of hockey that is antithetical to everything that the Avalanche are, identity-wise, organizationally, everything that the Avalanche aren't is what the Blues are. And the Avs just swept them. Yep. It's and that. to be honest with you, like it was not a blowout, it was not domination, but they also did not have a lot of struggles here. Yeah. yeah. I, ooh. Outside of special teams, the Avs were just fine at five on five tonight. It, yeah. Special teams was the power play. Power play, play the, their first penalty kill was <laughs> scary. It was no surprise that they gave up the goal immediately after that PK ended. Yeah, right. It, it was because it was a straight up shooting and scramble gallery. Yeah. Like they, on the, the pow- <laughs> on the power play though, it was really weird. It, it looked like the Blues were desperate, right? Like for sure. That's what we were talking about. Is like they look desperate. They're dropping two guys in low into the Av zone, trying to stop plays from breaking out. Yeah, but they were disrupting the Av's biggest play, right? Which is Bring the puck halfway up the ice, drop it back to Mac, let Mac come into the zone, right? And kind of control the play. They weren't allowing them to have that, and the Avs looked a little lost out there. It looks like they, they just couldn't set up for the power play at all. They didn't look comfortable. Um, and their their willingness to be comfortable on the power play where they, they slide into that comfort zone of like, okay, 
one of us is going to do something insane and we're all going to high five in 10 seconds. And they just don't play with that sense of urgency. Like what St. Louis did on that power play that looks so good is they played with a sense of urgency. Yeah. We have to tie this game right now or else we're in trouble. Yeah. And they were. Well, I they, mean, they were in, they were about to get, they were on the verge of seriously getting buried. Yeah. Yep. And that brought all the momentum back around and it, it reset. It was a big reset button on the game that they got. And look, credit to Colorado here too, because that's adversity. That's in-game adversity. They they had all the momentum. Things were going well. They've spent a month with everything going well. That did not go well. That did not go their way. And they responded exactly how you want them to respond. Yep. I And I think that's the most encouraging part. You guys touched on it a little bit. A 3-2 win and a 2-1 win over St. Louis. Yeah. Look. Everybody's pumped to play Arizona in the first round and and get 7-1 blowouts, but <laughs> you get into round 2, round 3 and you're not going to run through teams every single night. Yeah. You're going to have to find gonna, ways to win. In a seven-game series, they're not going to run through Arizona four games in a right, row either. exactly. There's going to be that one game where they push back and they actually show a little bit of spine. Yep. So, it so. probably won't last very long, but, <laughs> you know, that because you have Nathan McKinnon to just rip Connor Garland's manhood from him again. <laughs> Desert dogs, no. They're the jello dogs because they have no bones. They're... Do you think uh, now looking after these two these two games, was O'Brien brought up just for this this set to basically be the enforcer on the Avs because they knew they're playing a St. Louis team that's physical, they're a big team, so they bring in a guy that's willing to fight, willing to kind of muck it Here, up with them. Here's my question to every single person who supports the Avs need the enforcer theory. In this hockey game, remove the Liam O'Brien fight from this game, and is it any different? Because honestly, I don't think it is. And it wasn't like a game changer for sure. It was just they got into a scrum, and two dudes decided to throw hands properly instead of roughing each other, like properly till the end. Well, I will tell you, Robert Bortuzzo probably couldn't hear him talking <laughs> trash after <laughs> that, that. That punch to the to the he ear got him was right in the ear hole, dude. Ear I, can, hole. I can tell you that's. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that I've ever been punched there, but I've been hit with a puck there, and that sucks. That's the worst. Yeah. Especially a cut. Ugh. Well, I, I, I just, good job on, on ruining, ruining a dude's hearing, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, Temporarily. O'Brien, O'Brien yeah. only played six minutes. Yeah, and you knew that. Like, Again, it's the same as last night. He Did he play five? more than Dan Renuff? Probably. Let me look here. I, I there was one. I don't know. Renuff had the one I, shift in the yeah, third period where I was like, <laughs> oh he's going to break four and <laughs> a half minutes. He did play more than Renuff did. Renuff did, did Renuff five hit five? He hit seconds. five. Okay. Yeah. So more than last game. Yeah. Weird usage, it, to say the least, on the defense. There. I don't. At that at that point, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna use that guy, like, is there not a guy in the organization yeah. that you want to use? Yeah. And if there isn't, is that ever an indictment of the Greg Patteron Ian Cole deal? Do you I understand it was for money and all that, but the also part of the point was that Greg Patteron could fill that role for you. Right. Could right. not be a dude that you can't play more if, than six minutes. Right. <laughs> like well, if you're not even comfortable playing that guy ten minutes a night. And if you're gonna just, only if you're only gonna play here? those guys for like five, six minutes, bring up other guys. Yeah. Let him get some of that experience because well, you don't know what's going to happen. Connor Timmons is back being healthy. Wouldn't you rather just right. have yes. him do his thing? And yes. If you're going to play a guy for seven or eight minutes. Comments are big into the Timmons comments. Yeah. Okay. Are they just being safe with him? No. With I, what's what's going I don't, on? I don't, want I, don't, this, I don't want this to come across <laughs> like I know more than what the Avs organization does, right? Like, Do it. Let's go. I don't want this to be like, AJ knows more than the Avs. He's smarter than everybody because it's never like that, and I, it's certainly not right now. I just don't think that they're comfortable with what they do developmental. I think that they're, I think that they're inside their own little box, and I think that they're comfortable with what they've always done and they've never had a prospect pool that can push their NHL team the way that they have. <laughs> they have, in my entire time following the Avs, they have never had a prospect pool full of first-round picks yeah. 
second round picks, third round, like high picks that are panning out, that are having good careers, that are on a proper trajectory because they usually blow it at the draft table. <laughs> and now that that hasn't happened and these guys are showing out and they're doing well and they're performing, they aren't entirely comfortable with what to do with them that's, now. That's a great point. I didn't even think about it that way. Like yeah, They've yeah, never yeah. been in the position to replenish yeah. talent with talent internally. It's always been, we have a hole. We're gonna go look around the league. Immediately, and we're gonna fill it. we're gonna <laughs> yeah. find we're gonna find a guy that we like. That's how you end up with Jacob McDonald. That's how you end up with Ryan Graves. They have scouts that know what they're looking for that fit their attributes. And Why are your own yeah. internal guys not fitting that bill? I mean, it's, go. it's just a legitimate curiosity to me because. They're targeting these guys for reasons. And we're seeing success. Patrick Nemeth off waivers. Mark Proberio off waivers. You know, Matt Nieto off waivers. They filled Jacob McDonald and Ryan Graves as AHL trades. They have found talent yeah. around the league that other teams didn't either want or weren't willing to make room for. And those guys all ended up playing meaningful minutes for them on some level. And what they have not shown the ability or willingness, really it's willingness, willingness to is do the word. is to trust their own internal yeah. talent evaluation and development. If you're not trusting your own guys to develop the guys that you've invested the most in, <laughs> they've invested nothing in Liam O'Brien. So them giving him a one-year deal at the last minute and throwing him into the lineup, it costs them in their mind nothing. Yeah. It's a, con it's a contract space that they can get rid of at the end of the year and easily replace elsewhere, right? But what it's costing they, them is developmental opportunity. Because Bro, when... Yeah. when, yeah. when guys you, that actually have a chance to be in the show. So these guys, how do you integrate these guys into your program now? How do you promote them? Sampo Ranta signs his ELC today, and it's like, what's the plan now? Yeah. Like, awesome. Everybody's excited. Everybody should be excited. But what's next is a legitimate wonder. Because even if he goes out there and he scores a point per game for the next three weeks, there's no conversation about the guy getting called up or him being part of the NHL plan. Now, in his particular case, at this particular moment, I'm fine with that. But when it comes to guys who have been around and can play different roles while they're having injuries, you just kind of wonder, like, what's the deal here? Yeah. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid that these guys are going to get into the NHL and fail? And then what? You're de it's an indictment of your development program? Or do they lose luster as trade pieces? Because right now they can't be intriguing trade pieces either because you will not play them. That's uh, Is it? I'm oh, sorry. No, no, it's, it's fine. The, that's the curiosity to me is you're not willing to put these guys in your NHL lineup, so... Are you at least willing to take calls on moving them out? Well, and how do you value no. them? Because where is the line drawn? Because you say, oh, we value these guys. These are our guys. At a certain point, you have to make them your guys then. They have to be your NHL guys. But yeah. are they almost like, are they just being super cautious and saying, look, abs are winning games. Caution is death. Okay. It, it is death, but maybe that they're looking at it as like, they're young. Let's develop them in the AHL. When we feel that they're at a good point, then we start. It's not. Locking it's them not into 1986. Them. You can't develop guys in the AHL forever. Wait, 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 wait. It's not 1986. <laughs> I know. I know this is I'm hard for you. Books. I'm old yeah. as shit. So like, <laughs> 1986 is like the sweet spot for me. 1986 <laughs> is before I was born. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was born in 87. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm like, all oh, this shit out here. <laughs> yeah. No, I right, just, look. I'm, I'm, my question is like, this is an, ex this is a great, like, so it's not, it's not a permanent promotion or whatever, but it's giving this guy a taste. It's giving this guy yeah. a look. Yeah. He practices with the team for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Even if you scratch him and you rotate him, there's he value here. He gets to here, see right? NHL speed. Yeah, no, yeah. I, but, I, but the question, the question becomes, if you're not going to do it now, then when? If right. you're like... When it, What's it, the breaking point? Okay, so now now we're kicking the can down the road to training camp. Okay, well, if a guy doesn't win a job out of training camp, 
then when does what? he win it? Yeah. What if more? he's not an injury call-up then, Especially, then it becomes, well, now we're in the second half of the season, we're in our playoff run, and we can't sacrifice there, minutes. There's always an <laughs> right, excuse, right? right? Like, there's, yeah, always, there there's always a rationalization for it, and at some point it just has to be and, like, but look, in the, in the clean house, get the scrub <laughs> that, only, that only that only does the thing. Punches. <laughs> Punches faces. <laughs> And get rid, like, get rid of him and get a guy that can play well, some actual hockey well, for you. The optimal situation here is you roll through your prospects, give them three, four games. They come up, get in the I, lineup, understand the NHL speed, what it's going to be like, I mean, and I think drop them down. There's a conversation yeah. about yeah. merit here, yeah. right? Sure, sure. You're like if you, if you, if they, if that's what they would do. But it's not because it's the same crap over. <laughs> when they gave Liam O'Brien a contract, the first thing that we said on the podcast was, yep. "They're going to play him. Yeah. They're going to find and an excuse gonna to play him." Yeah, and and the problem isn't that Liam O'Brien is playing. The problem is, what is Martin Kaut supposed to do? He's at yeah. eight points in seven games in the <laughs> AHL on a five-game point streak right yeah. now. The dude, he, he plays in all situations. He, he plays PK. He plays PP. The dude literally cannot play any better. There's nothing that you could yeah. actually Maybe ask. Like, and with over 100 <laughs> NHL games played, it's not like he hasn't been down there working and marinating he, and all he, of that. He has, he has literally games. checked he, every box. At, at the time that they called Liam O'Brien up, Martin Kaut had 10 NHL games played. Liam O'Brien had 14. I think he had 17. Did he have 17? I think it was 17. Uh, nonetheless, right, wow. it's not like wow. there's not an explanation of, oh, this dude's got more NHL experience. Right. It's not like Jason Megno with 100 games right. where you're like, yeah. he'll be comfortable. I'm going back. It's because he's physical. They wanted somebody that would fight. I mean, there, there's been those situations. I know so the thing, guys the that have thing been is, asked well, to fight, and they're like, that's not me. The and thing with Kaut, like, though, is that it. he'll do that. Yeah, he'll, he'll do literally whatever to. you tell him to do. He will. He plays a physical game. Now, he's not like a guy that's going out there like trying to Cal Clutterbuck his way through life. <laughs> you know, he's not a heat-seeking missile, but he's an sure. effective physical player. Yeah. Why wouldn't you prefer the well more well-rounded guy who can also be physical? It's not like he's small. He's bigger than Liam O'Brien is. And now you've got Liam O'Brien out there doing nothing for two <laughs> games against the Blues. And because they win, it's like, we were right. <laughs> Look at how smart we were. With his six we minutes on ice. We needed a physical ice. presence, <laughs> and we got well, one. This is what gets me is... Any AHL tweener will look fine in six minutes. So yeah, it would take. It, you have to really screw things up, like the Sheldon Dries yeah. game last year, where right. he was on ice for a goal yeah. against and took two penalties in four minutes, and it was like, see ya, and that was it. We didn't see him again. So why not give that six minutes to someone who can help you in the future? Yeah, if if yeah. anyone will be fine in that role, I don't know. Anyway. Let's let's reel this back in because <laughs> as salty as we've been for the last seven minutes. Yeah, well, and like I didn't want to get into all of that because it's, no, it's good. It's, well, it's it's, we've, it's covered. Yeah, like it's something we've definitely talked about. <laughs> it's what the people want, so we keep talking about it. Yeah, but. well, and it's it until they give us a loss to talk about. Talk <laughs> right. about like there's something negative that has to be out there. <laughs> there's, I mean, it's not even like seeking negativity. It's just that. We can't spend 45 minutes blowing smoke up their That's, ass yeah. and being the like, they're the best team in hockey. <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> like, yeah, those are, that's the, that's true. But that was four <laughs> seconds, not 45 minutes. Yes. <laughs> it's a good problem to have is that's the discussion. They win too many games. Sorry, folks. Who is getting playing time. That's right. But I mean, who's well, gonna be the next guy to get in and be part of the win? He's the designated puck collector after every game. Says, know your role. Is that Kyle Burrows music I hear? Yeah, I'm all about it. Let's do it. Give me Kyle Burrows over Dan Renuff. Yes. Let's go, former Islander. Oh, I should have known better. Yeah, I should have known. Let's go. Uh, look, the Avs are on a 14 game point streak. Ooh. This ties. The Ooh. second longest point streak in Avalanche history. Uh, they would have to get to 18 to reach the record. So a little bit of a ways to go yet. Is that 13, 14? Or is that? Uh, no, 13, 14 was 10. 01 was 18, 96. They had 14 yeah. game point right. streak. 
So they're in. The, they're now okay in company team. with the with the cup team. That was yes. a, that was an okay team. Yeah. Okay, all right. I guess it was all right. It's all right. Yeah. Can yeah. they trade for Rob of uh, Rob Blake? Of the- <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that, oh, that was so awesome. Matthias Ekholm time, baby. <laughs> Matthias is Matthias Ekholm a Hall of Famer? I don't know. Uh, well, there's. I don't no. think that. The, yeah. I don't think that I have an option. I picked the best guy that's available. <laughs> I did not. I I don't think that there is a Rob Blake available at this deadline. If there is, the app should go get him. Why not? <laughs> the expansion draft. <laughs> All right, this is this is the play. You go get EK65, and then you give him away an expansion draft to get out of the contract. Do they take it? No, there's no <laughs> Yeah, that's way. exactly <laughs> You're just stuck with it. <laughs> and then you're oh, screwed. that was a good idea. And then you're screwed. Work out. Yeah. <laughs> AJ's face Very confused. All. I'm trying to figure out if there's a guy. There isn't, dude. That you can even just, like, over the moon talk yourself like, into. Somehow convince Calgary to give you Giordano or something. Like, Why I, would you want him? He's bad now. You wouldn't. No, but, you know what? If you're going to go to Calgary, get Chris Tanev. That's mm. like... I understand a, that's not the Rob Blake yeah, move. Gonna, that's way too gonna. inside baseball yeah. type of move. Okay. To, uh, yeah. yeah, that's way that's yeah, that's way too AJ's a fan of Bryce Salvador. <laughs> <laughs> Just go get the guy with, who's having a great year and who basically carried Quinn Hughes last year. All right, the the real play is you prey on David Quinn's stupidity and you go get Adam Fox. I was going to say Darlene instead cuz Buffalo is I like I like I like Fox. Like they don't need, they don't need <laughs> another righty. No? No, go get another lefty. Go get Darlene. Dude, you don't want to be like, oh, I guess Russia, like, World Cup juniors, weren't they all lefties? They had, like, one well, righty on the, the team. The Euros play the opposite side all the time. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just what they do over there. It's weird. But anyway, <laughs> getting back into this hockey game... There was, a, there was a vibe upstairs at the DNVR bar where everyone was kind of like, you know what? This game needs some Kale McCarr magic. We did talk a lot about <laughs> Kale McCarr magic. And uh, look, Yahtzee. maybe it wasn't the, <laughs> you know, magic you were expecting, but the puck he, went in the net. It, he it broke an ankle. Yeah. Okay. Like that little move that he makes. Cause when he gets the puck, that guy's in the shooting lane. And that little shimmy back to the right. Oh, that inside coming to the that's inside how the outside. The, that's how the puck. That's how the puck got through, man. Yep. That little subtle <laughs> move that he makes with the puck opens up that shooting lane just enough, and that thing gets through. It goes in. They get a regulation win. They have two regulation wins in the final minute of the of the of, of the third period now. Yep. They, it could have been a different story too, because Clifford on that. Yeah, like he was on the back door there with the. It could have been. Left. I mean, it could have been a different story if any of these bounces could, could have gone down. Yeah. Both both ways, you can count them up to goals that could have, should have been. Yeah, I, Nazem Kadri on a clean breakaway at full speed. Yeah. Hey, by the way, was that was that goaltender interference on Kadri? Yeah. <laughs> it looked like he like launched himself into him. Honestly, like if they are ever trying to show an official that's goaltender it. interference, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's in the training this is, video. This now. is straight up training video material. <laughs> that's his goalie interference. His goalie interference gets. Like, oh, I'm man. sure he was like going to the box, being like, "No, no, I was trying to get away from him." <laughs> he was like, I was trying to jump past yeah, him. <laughs> <coughs> it was goalie interference. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Bit. It uh, was Soup's goalie bit. interference. <laughs> yeah. I Got the Kale McCarr magic, though. Got it. You, you got I mean, it from the and point. You look at, again, like a, a little bit of kind of what I've talked about this whole season. What makes Colorado different? Why is there such a belief from people like me that Colorado is special? And it's because they have the guys that can win you games at any given time. Look, scoring goals is a team effort, and you got to do blah, 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 blah. But you look at the two goals that they scored tonight. <laughs> it's just two guys doing a thing. Yep. You, look at, you look at the three goals. Off, yeah. Look at the three goals that they scored last night. Two of them are McKinnon just doing a thing. Over like, the shoulder. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's, some of it is just the special stuff that you Man. get when you have world-class players that you can get guys that will make plays like that for you 
St. Louis is looking up and down their roster, and it's like, look, Ryan O'Reilly scored for them. But how did Ryan O'Reilly right. score? I, it's a net it's greasy, a, it's a goal bang mouth nonsense kind of situation. The, yeah, yeah. in the goal crease. A goal mouth scribble on his third whack at the puck where he's just like swinging away, champ. Wow. And and he gets it, and it's and that's all good and well. But it wasn't repeatable in this one. It wasn't something that you could just lean on and be like, okay, well, we need this. Here it is. You know, it, they have to work. Part of what I think St. Louis has struggles with is they have to work really, really hard to score. Yeah. And sometimes when you have otherworldly talents like the Avs do, you don't have to work as hard. Yeah. Yeah. You, look, you spend all game working your ass off and matching their intensity and their effort level, and you watch the difference be special talents that make special plays that separate them just enough. And going into every single basic playoff matchup in their division, they have that advantage. They will have that advantage in every series, in every game that they play. There will not be a player that can compare to what they get done. 100%. Speaking of around the division, the Golden Knights lose tonight to the Minnesota Wild, cementing the Avs now. A four-point lead at the top of the division. With a, a comeback win, too, I still right? I think, uh, yeah, Minnesota with two goals in f- about 45 seconds oh, in the third period. Brutal. To uh, erase a one nothing deficit, turn into a 2-1 win. I think that's four-point lead on the, the, the Golden Knights in the standings. Vegas still Vegas has a has game a in game. hand. Yeah. So they could still cut that whenever that game gets played. Uh, I'm actually not sure what the lead on... Minnesota is anymore. I, I believe think it's it would be six with six. Okay. Oh, five. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Five. Okay. And then, and then they've got the lead on St. Louis. I think was thirteen coming into yeah, tonight. <laughs> it's out of control for their distance to fifth place. Like, whew, it's not even reality at this point. Yeah, they're they're cruising. Six. Nice. Yeah. Don't doubt the jorts. <laughs> six was right. The jorts knows all. All right. You're welcome, Chet. <laughs> you wanted this to happen, so you get pale legs. All right. Man, those legs. There's a lot of leg on the. Look, even Nicole right. Yoka just sitting behind me judging you right now. <laughs> six points. All right. It's a nice cushion that they're building. Yep. It is a nice cushion, and I think the uh, reality of the division is that it's a two-team division for I, sure now. I think somebody might want to double-check, but I think Vegas is now 5-6-1 and one against Colorado and Minnesota this year. Uh-oh. Not good. So as good as they might be feeling about their ability to dominate California, <laughs> it's not going to be something that translates much to the postseason. That's in, that's interesting because that's the two teams they have to travel for too, right? Yep. Minnesota being significantly further, but yeah. Interesting, interesting stuff for the playoffs yep. to say the least. Things are shaping up, man. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a wild ride to the finish. I can tell you that. Are we down to tonight was game thirty seven? Thirty seven was. So tonight. we're down to nineteen games left. Yep. yep. We're starting to get close to. Clinch territory. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, Anaheim should only be a handful of points away from elimination. I would think so. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I think Anaheim elimination is a thing that we could be seeing in the next two weeks. Are the Sharks right there, yeah, too? I, no, the Sharks have been winning. They got, passed, have they been winning? They passed L.A. Buffalo oh, could wow. get eliminated, like, tomorrow or something, probably. <laughs> They're eliminated. But... No, let's, just, let's just put that down. They're eliminated. I mean, they are. <laughs> what? It's not mathematically. <laughs> what, what was it, the, the, the altitude graphic tonight? Yeah, nine. Like Nine teams up on the President's the, Trophy. There are nine teams with 50 to 54 points right and that, now. And it's yeah. like this. You guys want to know why they don't want to want to ever do this format again? Because <laughs> this they... is it. You guys, you guys still want Taylor Hall? No. We did our entire yeah. Buffalo Sabres Without trade deadline video. Him with once. Didn't yeah. talk about him at all. Oh, uh, interesting. Nothing to say. What he's would you want for him got, at this what, point? Two goals this year. Yeah, and like. <laughs> He's also like one of those guys where his shooting percentage has been like in the tank. Oh, and you're so like, okay, anomaly. but 
when all of your guys on the same team <laughs> are in the same boat filling up that same list, you're kind of like, I think there's something else going on here. <laughs> it's Buffalo doing Buffalo kind of things. Yep. So that city is cursed. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm good on. Um. I mean, look, if they went and they got him at the deadline, I'll, like I'll be excited because he's a totally. good player. But yeah. it's not super realistic. It yeah. will, and yeah. it's like, where does he fit? Like, what are you changing yeah. around? And who? Yeah, who are you dropping out of the lineup to? Yeah, accommodate like, him. It, their lineup right now has really found a very, very good balance of uh, scoring, speed, skill, grit. Yeah, a little bit of Pro- everything. Like sure. proper roles. Yeah. It's really, it's really a very well balanced lineup, yeah. Yeah. where you want to be careful if you're gonna like, yeah. if you're going out and you're getting a guy, it needs to be a clear upgrade. None of the, none of the min maxing nonsense. It needs to be a major like. I don't even like, yeah. like you drop Sam Reinhardt into the lineup and you're like, okay, yeah, they got I'm, a lot better. Yeah. The DNVR Avalanche NHL Trade Frenzy series. There are two episodes up so far on our main channel. Please go check it out. We're talking about all of the potential targets for the Avalanche at the trade deadline. We've covered Anaheim and Buffalo so far. We're releasing a new video every single day leading up to the trade deadline itself. So be sure to check all those out. We go through a bunch of teams and and cap it off with some of our favorite targets at the end. Uh, Yeah, look. It's good content. I don't want to give away the ending here, but the ending is a little bit like the abs are really good and they don't need a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. Don't mess with it. Yeah. To, what, to a certain right? extent. Yeah. yeah. There's That's, a lot of like, well, AJ, you hit on that, right? Like there's always this thing where it's like, you look at these, like, you know, like, Oh, this is who you could go get. But then when you insert them into the lines, it messes with those lines because if you don't have the right mixture of players on a line, the line's not effective anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you have three goal scorers on a line, that's a conflict. Yeah. I mean, you see it a little bit with the second line this year with Kadri, Burkowski and Saad. Yeah. But they all score goals in different ways that it's worked out enough. Yeah. But you did have them. It took them a while to kind of find their footing as a group because they all do want to shoot. Yeah. And the one thing that you don't want to discourage Burakovsky from doing is shooting. And when you put him with two guys who want to shoot all the time, <laughs> right. it kind of discourages that a little bit. And then you realize, okay, well, Saad's not like an aggressive shooter. He's more of a, I found the puck and here I'm going to shoot it. And Kadri is like the real engine there. He's yeah. the guy that's yeah. like... I got the puck. I'm gonna go. go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. We're gonna shoot, 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 shoot. I'm gonna go backhand on a breakaway. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I've had enough tonight, folks. <laughs> yeah. He I will he gets, to that. He gets he gets shit for not drinking enough, and then he gets called Brudo when he yeah. hasn't been drinking. <laughs> like at, the, the man can't do honestly. Anything. Like when I get drunk, everyone's like, "Brudo, you got to drink more." And then on shows where I haven't had a single drink, people are in the comments like, "Brudo smashed again." <laughs> oh man, look at this guy drink. I don't know how to please you, chat. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to please you. Thankfully, this show's not about me. It's about the Avalanche. So the Avs are a really good team as is. They're a cup contending team as is. Yeah. yeah. So they don't have to go out and do a ton at the deadline regardless. They can beat teams like St. Louis in close games. They can outwork them. They now can... all they got to do is take it to take it on the road. Yep. Because yep. them being at home for a month has been great. Yep. They got right. They got healthy. Wow. They got standings points. They got nice and fat and happy. Now it's time to hit the road. Now, they've been one of the best road teams over the last two years, so I'm not particularly concerned, especially because the teams that they're going to play are still bad. <laughs> but they have to – it's hard. Life is harder to win on the road, especially well, with fans starting to come back. Yep. You're going to face different environments. So they did, that's really like the next test here, right? In this the endless regular season checklist of – Shit to do, things that you want to prove to yourself more than anything. They're trying to prove all this to them to themselves, not to us. 
They don't care about us. <laughs> but they want themselves to know that when they get to the postseason, there wasn't a box they left unchecked in the regular season where they're like, oh, man, they've got something on us. Do you know Do you know what the road's going to be good for or who it's going to be good for? It's our redheaded god, Landis Cog. Let me tell you, when you have Blood! chat, Wait. chat, chat. What color is Landis Cog's hair? <laughs> it's Blood! red. Anyways, he's on TV right now. That's red hair. Anyways, let's talk about this right now. Like at home right now, he's got small children, a newborn. <laughs> so he's not getting that good sleep. Look, when I was on the road working, I when my kids were small, like I love my kids. I love being around them. But I got the best sleep on the road. I would go and I would sleep like for 12 hours straight. It was amazing. This guy is going to just blow how, up these next few games. How can it get any better, though? I, well, he's going to get better. It's like he has pin like... It, pin it. He's going to get better. He has as many points as McKinnon in the last like yeah, month. Yeah, and here's, it's going to get better now. Here's the thing is the abs have a bunch of dudes like this. Saad just had a kid. Oh, that's true. Donskoy's got a pregnant wife. You know he can't handle that. He needs to get out of the house for sure. Uh, there's a Donskoy's is, scoring is, everywhere. Is it Taves' wife that's pregnant? too? There's someone else who has a pregnant yeah. wife. It's Taves? Taves? Yeah. Okay. So there's a couple of guys that maybe need to get <laughs> out of the house yeah, a little yeah, bit. They got married and pregnant immediately. Yeah. <laughs> they were very excited about their their nuptials. <laughs> Man, doesn't take long. I have, like, I have, good I have, for I have, them. I have Irish twins, eleven months apart. <laughs> I also have four kids, so I I know where they're at. Yeah. All right. Whoever was saying I bring the dad vibes to this podcast, right over here. Okay. I'm an actual dad. I can't beat that. <laughs> huh? I was going to say something and I just decided to move oh, on. Probably no, no, no. wise. Let's hear it. Probably We're going to move wise. on. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Colorado Avalanche, and I think part of the key to this 14 game point streak yeah. is they've gotten it from all different places. Obviously, in this St. Louis series, Nathan McKinnon has been absolute nails. Yeah. Yes. You've seen depth scoring against previous teams. You've seen Donskoy be the hottest man on planet Earth. You've seen the defense get involved, whether it be Kale, Gerard, Taves, whoever. They're a threat from every single part of their lineup against a lot of teams. Yeah. That's tough to compete with. That's a cup contender right yeah. there, right? Yeah, like exactly. When the when you can't just shut down one line and take away, you know, the chances for a team to win, that's that's a problem. Yeah. When your top six aren't scoring and the bottom are, what are you going to do? Yeah. it's There's no reprieve. They've got a big test, too, uh, going to Minnesota, who has been one of the league's best home teams this year. And it's a spot, historically, they just haven't been that great at Caprice office. I mean, we're unreal. talking. We we said though there's a six point advantage. Assuming that Minnesota doesn't play again before that series, they can they can climb back into it with Colorado. Yeah, for real. Or Colorado can put them down. Basically. Colorado puts that series away. Yeah. If it's six points now and Colorado walks out of Turns Minneapolis ten with a ten point lead, it's over. Yeah, they not only have they kind of put Minnesota away at that point, but they're really, really looking at like Vegas is all of a sudden starting to sweat. <laughs> they're putting the division on notice. Like, I, I mean, they just did that yeah. with the month of March. They because they played everybody. Yeah. Now that they've played St. Louis, they've played every team in the division in the last month. They beat all of them. Yep. They have a winning record against every team in the division. Like what more do you need? They are they're on the verge of running away with the West. They are. They they legitimately are. It's they've already ran away with a playoff spot. It's yep. just a matter of can they run away with the top spot? And they could. They There are 19 games left in the season. If they can somehow stay hot if they can somehow keep this up the division could be over with 10 games left yeah i mean if they clinch a playoff spot sometime in the next three weeks you know i'd have to look and start doing the math the exact numbers when that's realistic but 
then they should really start to do the rotate guys in and out of the lineup. Rest guys. Give them an extra day off because they're not getting those days off. See some Bowers. And you don't want to. I mean, whoever. I'm not. God. I'm not getting into this again. It's just just rotate guys yeah, in yeah. and out. You know, give give a Comfer a night off. Give a Jost a night off. And Jost looks like he needs a night off. I mean, they all do, man. Yeah. Like, they all look like they haven't. They've been playing every other day since the outdoor game. Yeah. And not. I'm not. Crapping on Joe's game. It just looks I'm just I'm just saying, like yeah. they all like Sam Gerard looks like he gets halfway through every game and needs Dude, a he, nap. He looked <laughs> yeah. he looked done halfway through period one yeah, of this true. game. He, oh, yeah. That dude, and like this is gonna be harder on a guy like him because he skates yeah. so yeah. much exactly. every game. His legs are such a huge part of it. You see how Devon Taves conserves the energy and why he's able to do it every single game. McCarr and Gerard haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. And they may never because that's not how they're successful. They're very successful when they're driving play, literally just driving the puck down the ice themselves. Yeah. And as much skating as they do, this is going to be a real this going to be really taxing on them. The sooner that they can clinch, the sooner they can start to give Grubauer an extra day off. The more dudes the you have 100% like, going into the playoffs, yeah. Even if they're not giving them days off, giving them, you know, playing them 16 right. minutes instead. Yeah. Curbing it one way like, or another. You yeah. just the worst case scenario is that you get so hard up for doing all of this during the regular season that you burn your guys out and you yeah. get to the regular season or you get to the postseason. All of the nicks and everything well, have built up and And that's the reality of teams like Arizona and St. Louis is that's what they're facing. They don't have a choice. Yeah. They have to play their best as much as they can every single night just to get in. Yep. And already, already the Az are at that point where they're going to get in. And, well, the Blues are already starting to see. I mean, they're injury prone right now. I, they've been beat up to hell. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. They'd officially be out after tonight's loss. Yeah. So it's been a struggle for them. Avs have had their fair share of injuries, and they're, they're motoring well, right along. I, we talked about it at the beginning of the year. Every year there are teams that you think these guys got this. Yep. And for whatever reason, whether it be underperformance or injuries or what, like things just don't go their way. And early on, we were worried it was going to be, be Colorado. Ends, yeah. Right around the COVID pause when they came back and they were just okay. And then and then they started dominating games and still losing every once in a while where you were just like, this is nonsense. They're, they're not yeah. stringing wins together. And now you they're know, on a fourteen game but point then they get healthy, But then they get healthy. Like <laughs> you rather have those injuries early on in the season. Well, and and like people say that, but it doesn't prevent you from having injuries later on in the season. It's no, just like I, I, if you, uh, yeah. If, like, do you think? How do you think St. Louis feels about that? They would probably, <laughs> yeah. if they could choose, they would probably take all of their health going against all of the weaker teams in the division. And where they can afford slaughter they have coming exactly. up on their schedule. They can afford yeah. to lose games <laughs> while their guys are hurt against all the good teams in the division as they kind of limp towards the postseason. That, now they have to like limp while trying to sprint. That Blaze guy on their team, he can't stay healthy. Sammy, Sammy Blaze? Blaze? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a little guy. I don't know. I, I know a Blaze who took a puck to the face, a couple broken bones. Yeah, but, yeah, mm -hmm. you know. Play the next night. No, I tell you, <laughs> as much as we hear about it, you'd think it would have just happened. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you Everyone, not have another story? Jesus, you generated man. so much. Oh, you want to hear something? You want to hear? I wasn't looking. I was just. I was just. Oh, I, I was bad. just kidding. <laughs> I was just kidding. It just, you know, for the record, it hurt a lot. <laughs> I also did go home and went to bed, and then woke up in the morning, and my wife was like, "Go." To the doctor. <laughs> Did I tell you guys about the Peyton Krebs when he tore his Achilles yeah, during his this, draft year? Tell chat though, because yeah. this story's crazy. Yeah. So back in the that that draft year, uh, you know, Krebs was like a top tenish prospect, and he tore his Achilles working out leading up to the draft itself, Oof. and went to the doctor. Like was like, oh, something's wrong. Goes to the doctor, right, and then. They go, they go to the doctor, they test it out, all this stuff, and they're like, we think you're okay, no major damage, go home. Goes home, gets up the next day to go to the rink to practice again, 
And he goes and he tells his mom, and he's like, he's like, I'm there's something wrong, <laughs> like something's up here. Goes back to the hospital, and they revealed a 98% tear of the Achilles. <laughs> and the guy was just like wandering around his house that whole day, Could like snap that like, thing oh, like it's, a twig. It's fine. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, boy, this hurts, but okay, whatever. And gets up the next day thinking that he's going back to the rink to train. <laughs> and like, if you guys remember, that's the same guy who got drafted one pick behind Alex Newhook. That and AJ and I adore as a rolled, prospect. Like yeah. rolled up onto the stage. No, he walked onto the stage. And like, then like, like his ditched it. And rolled off. Yeah. And like ditched it and was like, I'm I'm ro- I'm going. Yeah. And then like Give me that thing back. Yeah, he was like, "I'm walking onto the stage," but immediately after that, no, yeah, we're done. Here. It was, it was like, that's that's a, that's crazy to me. I that's oh. look unfamiliar with the the intricacies of Canadian healthcare, but why does that take two <laughs> shots? It should not take two attempts to reveal that that kind of tear. It's a perfect angle. Doctors aren't supposed to miss. Okay, <laughs> you know which doctor hasn't been missing. Dr. Dobbs! <laughs> Let's go! Oh, it's been good. It's, how how long are we into this, Kale? Shit. They, right? Aren't they? We're, all, we're already almost 55 minutes into the show. Kale, I haven't gotten a single text. <laughs> so. Somebody's getting random yeah. right now. <laughs> You're at the 38 mark. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. I've gotten nothing on, on any anything. Oh, there we go. Now that I have open Slack, they're coming in. Great. Really doing my job as the host of this podcast. Glad to glad to know that. Uh, so final thoughts. Look, I don't think we have a ton to say about this hockey game, but 14 game point streak where the Avs stand. Whatever, whatever thoughts you want. Final finality. Give me some. Yeah, it was a sloppy game, and to see them win a couple of ugly ones in a row against the model of ugly success, it's very encouraging. They're giving they're giving even the angriest of the angries and the maddest of the bads Ooh. less and less reason to to doubt them. It's a it's a gritty win. It's a different style of play that they won in. It's awesome to see. And Landy's going off in the next series. <laughs> I mean, if he goes off in Minnesota for two games, I'm not going to say anything. If, but he if, goes, it, if he goes off, don't worry. I will bring it up <laughs> multiple times. It will be brought up. There you go. Place your DNVR bets on Landy goals and blaze when it doesn't work. All That's right. right. Let's it's go. That easy. Let's go with a hat trick. The, oh, the, a Hattie. Go in hard. That's got to be like well. plus 2,500 or something ridiculous. That's got to be so. huge. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> Hattie in the first. What are the, what are the odds there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The Ev signed Sampo Ranta today as well. Who? Rambo Santa. Rambo Santa. Yeah. There we go. Minnesota fan is very upset that we call him that. Why? That's <laughs> the greatest name ever. We called I, we called if, him that. If you're before. a Minnesota fan that why doesn't do, like that, why do Minnesota DM fans me. do any of what they do? <laughs> they already fan. don't make sense. <laughs> Pretty sure we were calling him that before he was even committed to Minnesota. So. He was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was Rambo Santa while he was still like headed to Wisconsin. Yeah, that is by far the greatest name. Like I love names like that. Not that I know anything about having a weird name, but that's a great. Okay, name. Blaze. <laughs> They went. I'm good. How did I'm good your, on my final thought. Are you a, <laughs> you're a fire hunter? Is that the is that your name? Fire hunter. Yeah. Like, you, you you hunt out. You seek fire. I seek fire. Blaze hunter. Long story. My first name is my mom's maiden name. Named after Yo, the blazes. The last name Blaze is way cooler than the first name Blaze. I know a lot of people that would agree <laughs> with that with you. They all live in Minnesota, so they don't count. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I hope y'all enjoyed. I hope y'all are drinking. I hope y'all have had a great Saturday night. Yes. I sure did. After dark. After dark. After we got dark. the we got the jorts out. All right. There's you, a, there's a lot of leg. Oh, it's can't. See next it. time, next time, chat. Uh, we're up in the ante to like five hundred dollars, <laughs> but I'll wear whatever you want for five hundred bucks. You name it, and I'll put it on. All right. Oh, that. 
That is a mistake right there. It's not a mistake if we get $500. <laughs> We're not getting it on tonight's show, though. This is how a boat ended up named <laughs> Boaty McBoatface. <laughs> Just... How how is a child of the internet so naive? <laughs> I, this is not naivety. This is this is understanding how I make my money. All right. So for AJ Hayfley, for Blaze Hunter, I am your resident DNVR e boy, <laughs> Rudo. I hope y'all have a wonderful night, and we will see you on Monday for a post game podcast. Until then, we love you all. Oh, this one was fun. 